on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, for lifelong Saints fans, talking everything Southampton. Welcome to the Saints Prime Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the Saints Prime Podcast, episode 69, I think. Um, hey. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for We've got plenty to come up on today's episode. Already started on a good note. We're a little bit late, so sorry for that delay. Um, but we'll be out. Right? Fault, yeah. I'm not no one's fault in particular. In the slices. <laughs> Harry. Um, but yeah, we've got plenty to come up, talk about Harry. We've got uh, Harry's question, which he'll do in a minute. We've got questions that got sent in from the Instagram. Uh, Mikey's going to cover us, tell us what happened in the press conference. We'll have overall match thoughts and uh, all little things like that. And uh, yeah, so plenty to come up with. But yeah, like we always do, Tiz, if you can give us your question for this week. So the last time that we beat Newcastle 4 0 at home, who were the scorers? Can you name okay. any of the no, don't spoil it, everyone. Don't spoil it. We'll reveal it at the end of the episode. So if you do stick around to the end of the episode, you'll hear the answers to that. So have a little think. And of course, we'll remind you at the end to see, yeah, if you have any guesses and see if you're right. So there we go. Yeah, question for you there. Um, we've also got questions that got sent in from listeners. So Tiz, can you go through them, see see what we've got? So the first one is from Southampton News Now. And he says, what is the best Saints kit each of you own? Oh. So out of your personal collection, oh, which wow. ones that you've got? It's a hard one, considering I have the majority of them. Um, yeah. My what favourite one... Saints kit of all time? Yes, to dad. It's the 2003-2004 campaign in Europa League. Okay. I, that's currently being sent to me. Are we going to do, do a visual thing now? This isn't going to work on the podcast, but I'm sure Tizard may be able to do a clip for the YouTube or something like that, or I don't know. Or we can stick it out on Twitter, ones actually. I have, the one I have near me. So, Jamie, make sure you... So what one have you got up there? 2003? This is this is 2002, 2003, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So that's the... If you imagine early Theo Walcott, that's the kind of uh, red and white stripes with the French Provence on the front. Mm. Mikey's searching for his cupboards. Uh, if he, Oh, well, yeah, that, that looks nice. Kit. I'm thinking Svensson when I see that. Um, yeah, that's yeah. a 2003 FA Cup final, isn't it? 2003 FA Cup final. The yellow Brazil shirt. Yellow Brazil <laughs> shirt with their blue collar looks real nice. Yeah. Um, what I've, I'd probably say I've got a 2003, I think it's the home one of that one, Mikey. The, Sorry? I think I've got the home version of that one, which is the, the red and white one, which I really Lo- like. Lots of our kits are red and white. Yeah. Do you want me to get that? <laughs> Anyone else want to take over in the uh, duties of talking? So, yeah, I'm over here. It's uh, uh, oh. <laughs> that one there. I know it's a, but it's the 3-5 year. Friends Provident, Scott. In the 2003 area, the kits really confuse me. Yeah. Lots of them say they're from 2003, but there's like four different ones I see online. Yeah, strange. But yeah, so that's probably my one, Tiz. You've got some up in your wall. It's a European kit. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's weird. Here you go, nice. you, Tiz. That's the... None of those, probably, but no. maybe the one that I spe- spent quite a bit on, uh, the the third shirt, the Southampton White away kit, mm. with Sofiane Bufal on the back. You know, the away game against Bournemouth when we weren't allowed to use our home or away kit. So I'd probably say that one. Fair enough, yeah. What well, about your West Brom kit you got there, 2000? That one, that yeah. one's pretty nice. Yeah, that one there, yeah. that was pretty nice, in all fairness. Jamie, yeah. 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 about your the Brom. Russian one with the weird name on the back? Yeah, yeah. Of the play for Man United that you bought from eBay for about 20 quid. There you go. No, it wasn't 20 quid, it was like £10. I thought, why not? It's a nice kit. Yeah, well, it's good to have a kit from the team you support, isn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Go on then, Tiz. Shall we go for another question? Right, we've got Gavany Wilbur with the next one. He says, should we focus more on mid-table and secure a decent spot or try and push for the Europa League? Why yeah. wouldn't... That's the thing. Obafemi come out in the press and say that they are pushing for Europa. We're out of all the cup competitions. So we've just got the league now. And if they can set their heights, you know, high and go for it, I don't see why they can't try and push for it. They've got to try and look for something positive, haven't they? Mm. That could be, especially with the the Man City opening up another space. I'm not saying Champions League, but, you know, it's going to be... a. Uh, it's and going to be open up around there. So. If I cup as well, because where they have another space, that's another one gone, someone else. Yeah, yeah. So, but I think I think they have got to try and push themselves and try and realistically aim for something. I think. But what do you reckon then? It's very difficult to play without an aim, and I think that's yeah, where yeah. we were. Uh, season after Puel, we we got European football. We'd pretty much gone as far as we could. And the players were sort of in no man's land, not really knowing what they were going to do. And yeah. it was what they'd signed up for. A lot of our signings are signed up for European football. We didn't get it. Mm-hmm. So um, and I think that that is the reason why we were caught in a relegation scrap. And we have been in relegation scraps for the last two, three seasons because there was no aim and then there was no motivation. And we, it's taken us two, three years to try and get out of this spate. Um, so I think... There is, you've got to have a motivation to get European football. There, there yeah. is no point in playing without a name because that means that you're, you're playing for nothing. And that's tough, playing for nothing. So, uh, and I think you, you see it at the end of seasons when you've got two teams that are playing against each other and they've got nothing to play for, they've stayed up, they're not getting European football. It, it's a really drab game, it's a boring game because there is nothing to play for. But now, like if we can keep pushing for European football and keep pushing till the end of the season, that gives our players something to play for and an aim to drive for. Definitely, yeah. I mean, you've pretty hit it on the nail there, <laughs> but Tiz, Jamie, have you got anything else to add from that? I think Mikey covered all bases, to be fair. Anything yeah. I would argue is G- Ralph's pushing for like a, a smallish-sized squad. Do we re- do we really want that and Europa League with, in- with our injury record? But even if I think we're just saying aim at the moment, so mm. even if we fall a little bit short, it just provides a lot more motivation rather than That's just saying. That's the only worry I have. Because yeah, yeah. you saw with um, so Burnley last season, they had the Europa League um, stint and they really suffered in league position because of it. Yeah, yeah. Then you could say Wolves have got a small squad and they're still doing fantastically well. I know their players are overall are probably a level above ours, but they've got mm. a small squad and they're still. And also, in, in all fairness, this season our physios have actually been quite good, and Ralph has been quite good because we've rested Ings. Ings hasn't got injured this year. Redmond's our only real notable injury, apart from yeah. Barry, but that's an illness. Yeah. Much about that, mm-hmm. but yeah, a real notable injury was Redmond and Gineppo, and that's been about it. We've been quite lucky injury-wise, in all fairness, that a lot of our key players have stayed fit. And that is down to the physios, the sports scientists, and the manager to like just keep them there. They've done a real good job. So, in all fairness, small if it's small squad is good two ways because one, it means that you don't get the players who won't get the playing time. They won't get annoyed. They won't get angry. So you've got a small selection of players to choose from. Also gives it a lot better pathway from the academy to actually get into the first team as well. Because if you're thinking we've got Smallbone and Deleuze on the edge, Shavokins has made his debut this year. Like Slattery, I know he's out on loan, but he was getting in the match day squad a couple of times. It gives them a better opportunity to actually step up into the first team. And um, 
than having a full squad and then not being able to get our academy through. I think that's Chelsea's problem with like 64 players on their books. Their academy boys just aren't getting the chances. Well, weren't getting the chances before the transfer back. So, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, what do we do? Next question, I oh, guess. Oh, yeah. So, talking about those sorts of injury problems, Charlie Miles 6 says, Did Ralph guess it wrong not starting Ings and were his subs justifiable? Oh. Go on, Jamie. What do you um, I, uh, I mean, Vesca did have a very good match. I still will say. In five minutes he was on there. Excellent. Yeah. Brilliant performance. Absolutely. However, um, I don't know, it's a bit of a strange, it's very, I would argue it's negative substitutions, it's kind of a bit of damage control. However, I think, I, I, that's just my opinion on it, I saw your face there. Alright, alright, alright. Right. Oh, feel free to defend it off if you want. However, in that position, I can, I can say, I'd happily say we could have came back from that game even though we were 3-1 down, even get at least one goal back in. Mm. If the substitutions were a bit more positive and a bit more forward thinking. Dude, the first sub was positive. We, we were three strikers up top. And then we got exposed. Yeah, it's, it's not so necessarily that it's more the Romay when I'm a bit annoyed about Mikey. I, I backed with, I, I was happy with Vestergaard coming on and I was happy with Romay coming on. Because in all fairness, after the third goal, I thought the game was done. I, I didn't see us coming back into mm. it. Because we'd, we'd, we'd basically been kicked in the chest three times like when they scored. We were just getting into the game, they scored. Just before half-time, they scored. And then just after half-time, they scored. And I think those three kicks in the chest just took any momentum that we had in the side. And also the substitutions, we could have, we could have borne Adams, but in all fairness, he, he hasn't done much this year. And I, I feel sorry for him, but I, I, I thought the game was done and I think it was probably just game management and maybe he was trying something maybe he was testing a tactic to play against Newcastle and maybe he was just seeing if, if three in the back could cope with this because he might he'll be still learning he'll be trying things out and I think the um, we might end up playing three at the back against Newcastle yeah I mean we kind of mentioned it didn't we, when we saw it if you want to go to the previous episode you can have a listen to our, our thoughts about the substitutions because we did mention them can't give you timestamp because I really can't remember, but we did talk about it, didn't we? And uh, we were kind of saying the fact that it allowed us to regain control of the match a little bit more. It, it meant our our problem with our wing backs then kind of turned more into what they're more capable of, and that free just kind of restored the balance a little bit and kind of gave us a bit more of a, a hold on the game. So I think it, although it looked very negative, you it. It's the kind of the best way we could try and regain control because we were just losing it, and on the especially on the counter attack, we were being exposed. So we needed extra men behind there just to stop that counter attack. And like Mikey says, it might just be preparation. If you know you're three 0 down, just trying to get them set, ready, and game match for Newcastle because we may play three at the back to try and stop counter attacks and stuff like that. But hey, we'll see. Tiz, you haven't, you haven't uh, said anything yet. Is there anything you want to talk about? No, I think that's. Fair enough. I, th- I think, yeah, I, I agree. I think the going to the three at the back was fair enough because I couldn't see us really scoring and you know reducing that goal difference. It's it's okay losing three one, but then when it's four one, five one, six one, especially to the team that's got the worst home form in the league, it's it's completely fine. And Ings as well, you know, you don't want to play him every single game because if if you play him too much, you might you know get his injury, make him make him get injured. And then that's that's him out for the rest of the season. So I think his his selection was fine. His tactics may be a bit off, but I think overall it wasn't too bad. Okay. Well then, 
Should we go for another one? If we have one? Yep. So we've got Elliot's 98, and he says Valley has been fine for at least a month now. Will he see a return or Prowse at right back again? Or I'll chuck another one in there, Carl Walker Peters. We'll chuck all of those in. Who you think's going to start against Newcastle? Um, Peters. Yeah. Oh, I think so. Back. Just because I think he's been picked once before, which kind of shows Ralph's original intention. Mm. So if he is fit, I'd assume he'd probably come back and go into the first team. I don't know what's going on with Valerie. I don't. I yeah. Did you see him leaving this summer? Or, um, uh, no, depending if we bring in if we bring in the uh, right person, if we bring in the right back, then I can see Valerie going. But. If not, because Carl Walker pieces, we don't have an option to buy. I think Mourinho wants to keep him around, or at least that, see how he does here. Yeah, and, like there, there would be no chance that Carl Walker pieces would come to us when he had Palace as well. Mm. And he's going to play back up to Valerie and Wal Prowse. Yeah. So I think that well, Walker pieces is going to start because he wouldn't join if he didn't have a starting role in the squad. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, I think we've seen him do well in the game that he played. So. I think there's got to be an indication if he does come back and he is fit and allows Warprice to go back into the middle, then I I think it's a logical mm. solution. But yeah, what do you guys think? Yes, same thing. Spot on. <laughs> I, like we need to swap it around a bit. I, like spot on. I love it. Yeah, sorry, yeah. you, you got your white point. Well, you I feel like it's, it's, it's bad. We're not letting you... Right, it, next question, Tiz and Jamie are going to have first oh, dibs. Oh, 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 I can't do that. Right, so... so Yesterday I asked for questions. That was the sorry Wednesday I did, uh, and we asked the podcast delayed. I asked again, and that was one of the questions. We got a couple more. Dan Hurst ninety six got on the axe as well, so he's not. Yeah, he's not. He's not broken his, his consecutive streak of sorry uh, asking questions. Sorry, and that question or one of the questions is: At what minute do you think New- McCarthy will give Newcastle a goal? That's a bit. That's a bit <laughs> said, yeah, Susan and Jamie, what are you? <laughs> Dan, I'm I'm not used to this negativity from you, my friend. Okay. No, I think McCarthy didn't necessarily have. Admittedly, had a poor game, but he's human. Everyone makes mistakes every now and then. You gotta. I don't say let him off because he had not because obviously it wasn't a dire performance. However, he has had a very good season so far. You can't deny him that. Yeah. Okay. Tizard. He's, he's inadvertently cost us. A couple goals, you know, you know, away against Manchester City, tried to punch it, it went in. I think the game after he did did a similar thing. Do I think Gunn should step in? I'm not too sure. I don't mind McCarthy player because neither of them are bad goalkeepers, neither of them are, you know, fantastic. Do I think we'll concede on the weekend? If we give enough set pit, we probably will. If not, no, I don't. So I think I think there's a good chance we could keep a clean sheet. Okay, okay. Mikey, any other thoughts or have they done it perfectly? No, I just like the fact that Tizzo took about two minutes to say, yeah, he wants McCarthy to start. That's <laughs> <laughs> too plain yeah. my, my philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. <laughs> I think, yeah, to switch roles, I think you two hit it on nail on the head. So, yeah. I don't know, Mike, have you got anything else on this? No. No. Go for it. <laughs> what is right. going on, boys? <laughs> Not on your game, so right. Dan has no six. Just because you are. What does that mean? Not on the game. All right, carry on. Carry on. Carry on. He said, "Just because your captain doesn't mean you shouldn't be subbed." Agree? Question mark. Uh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Let's get subbed. Is that a bit of a dig? I'm, I assume it's a bit of a dig at Hoiberg there. 
I believe he's talking about Hoiberg. Well, do you believe Hoiberg should be benched or substituted? If he's not having the right game, I think he should get subbed sometimes. I mean, you should be, you shouldn't be fickle in the fact that if you get subs for a drop, I think you should know that if you're, if it's more beneficial for the team to be off the, off the, you know, starting eleven or whatever, then yeah, or off the bench, <laughs> you know, it doesn't really matter, does it? I think you should just be confident in your own abilities. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, again, like cap- captains should be substitute. Like they're they're not like an exceptional player. They're not someone who should be like put out of exception. They're one of the squad. Um, and in all fairness, they should be the ones that if they do get substituted, they react in the right way to try and get other players to react in the right way. Mm. Things with Hoiberg is that who would you bring in? Romeo. Yeah. I don't want him starting. <laughs> Smallbone, Smallbone, Ward Prowse. Smallbone, but I think those are two, two similar players. Mm, yeah. I think you need a box to box, and you need a ball winner in there. And I think Hoiberg does the ball winning well, and I think Ward Prowse does the box to box well. When they play together, they're very, very good. Um, oh. um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think now I, I'd want Hoiberg to start. I, I'm not in, yeah. Look, I think Hoiberg starting is because there's no one better in the squad to start mm. over him. Yeah, I don't think he's dropped. I think it, we're just mentioning the fact if he is having a bad game, should he be subbed? Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, he shouldn't be exempt from that. No. I think that's my overall thing. Yeah. Summarise it in 10 seconds. <laughs> Instead of rambling that, that off. That was better than the first attempt, mate. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> I'm not really with it today. But anyway, right, OK. Um, anyone else got any... Do you think he's our most well-rounded midfielder, or do you think Warpress no. takes that accolade? Warpress, well, which I think is Ward-Prowse such is... a funny thing to say. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think we always used to say that he hasn't got a defined fit in a team, but I think he has found his now. And I think the fact that he is very consistent across the board in his capabilities has proved really good in this position. Whereas I think he's sometimes been stuck out wide because of his crossing or up top because of his passing and defensively because of his tackling but he's all very well rounded in this position because it requires him to be able to do all of that and I think it's fit him really well whereas I think Hoiberg if he's not on it he can be basically like playing with 10 men mm. just because yeah I think he can be yeah a little bit of a nuisance in the midfield and just not really get his hold on the game but yeah I don't know what do you reckon then? you brought the question up to us what, what do you reckon yourself I was, I was, I was just genuinely wondering I just think those two as a pair if one of them's having a bad game that doesn't mean they should be dropped for the next game because they're the best pairing and do I think she gets subbed off no because I don't think Smallbone's a better option if say if Smallbone was on the bench I don't think he's a better option yeah I think I think it's got to do with the uh, the way the game's going as well if you need more attacking then uh, you can you know um <laughs> you can uh, bring someone on like Smallbone who's got more of a foothold in the game and can change it like that whereas Romeo is normally brought on for some defensive <laughs> next question right, should we go next question sorry I'm, I'm... I've got the giggles All right. <laughs> go for right. next question um, 
Okay. Do we have a young, naive team? A lot of goals are cheap mistakes at the moment. I think it's a bit of an unfair thing to say. I don't necessarily say we have a youngish. I, I see where you're coming from, but our team's that the young in comparison to other teams, you could argue. But actually, I would say the yes, cheap mistakes are made, but that can be made by any age range. I mean, that age comment there is a bit unfair. You look at the under sevens this week. Yes, exactly. They, they're they, pathetic. Of course, you are, my. I don't know if you follow the under 16 Southampton. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think the ages really matter. It's just a bit crap sometimes. No, I, I, think I, I, don't, I, don't, I think I think it is. It, there's still something in the players' heads of like not doing it right. I don't think anyone heard what Tizard said. I don't. I, I don't. heard him and I, <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> oh, right. Do we have a young press? <laughs> Next question. <go. laughs> uh, he said, "I don't hate having a young team." I think. That's the penultimate question from Dan. Don't hate this team. Um, I don't hate this team. Sorry, people are going to think we're drunk, aren't we? We're, not, we're just. It's just an idiot, Ollie. You see, laughing just... at Harry lagging out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we'll stick with it. Stick with it. Do we? I don't hate this team. I quite like this team. There's quite a few players in there that are interesting. In and... the last few years, it's my favorite. I think it's the most lovable team we've had. Yeah. Quite a few. Um, and there's a lot of it goes off uh... <laughs> <laughs> the bloody train boys get over yourselves right. um, I think there's a lot more players in there that are they can pose an attachment to them because they they show that they're actually interested people like Lamina had the potential to be brilliant but no one really had that attachment to him because he just didn't show it in the game so whereas you've got people like Armstrong now properly gives it 100% every game and the fans love him for that. I think that's that's a reason why people like him, I guess. Um, anyone else got any thoughts about it? Well, no, I, I think it is It is probably the most enjoyable team we've had for a long, long time. Um, and, yeah, I think it, it does come from just the commitment and the desire is mostly there. You've absolutely lost it, mate, haven't you? <laughs> Oh, fine, yeah, fine, fine. What is it? What is it? Is it no, just no, I, I want to hear your point. I want to hear your point. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know, mate. I don't know. It's it's a good team to watch. The football that we play is nice, and we're back to the pressing style, which is good. And I think it's just the hundred percent commitment that we're getting now is nice. And you can walk away from a match day and going like, even if we've lost, at least we've given it a real good go, and it is a hundred percent out on that pitch. Um. Yeah, so that's my. Anyone else want to talk? <laughs> I feel like I've been talking for hours. Yeah. Um, no, I kind of said my piece. Uh, tis, tis, tis. Speak. Boy. Yes. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> right. Is that all the questions? Uh, one of them also said that do you think James or Prowse should go and go? But I'm not. I'm not even taking that as a serious question. <laughs> so, Mikey. Press conference transfers. <laughs> what are you thinking? What's what's been what's been what's been happening? Uh, so Ralph was very critical. Ollie, you need to calm yourself down, right, mate? You, just step away for a little bit. I'll do my little segment. All right, I'll be on, I'll be back. Step in away, a sec. get a glass of water and recover, yeah. right, mate? Yeah. 
I suppose I put a disclaimer in the podcast where I'm, I, I like to apologise for Ollie's actions here. I yeah, what it is on our end is that Harry keeps lagging out and his words are being dragged out so it sounds quite funny. And Ollie's a bit immature, so he's laughing at it. Anyway, back to the podcast. We're, we're, a, prof- we're a professional podcast. Um, there was talks of yeah, West Ham not being good enough and that they need to show correction in the... Um, in the game against Newcastle, uh, and he mentioned about the consistency of how he thinks it's normal for teams to go through blips like positive patches and negative patches. It's quite normal in that way. A lot of teams do. It's just Liverpool don't. Uh, but even they're on their blip now. Um, and Armstrong's out with a concussion. Oh, um, brilliant way to join back into the he got, conversation. He got, that, he got that concussion five minutes into the uh, West Ham game and he played with that concussion for 85 minutes of that game. Uh, Smallbone is sick and he hasn't trained. Redmond is still out and Moussa Gineppo's back. Um, he, he also talk about Moussa Gineppo of how he's had a very tough week. Um, but players have been positive and staff has been positive to him and hopefully he can put a positive performance on the weekend if he starts. Um, also commented on Ings's form uh, in the fact that he hasn't scored for a little bit, even though he scored against Burnley. Uh, but he said that he's still in good shape, still hungry, and uh, still has a fantastic finish in the box. And then the final point uh, was that... <laughs> so, like, how different training sessions are uh, between yeah. a win and a loss... So he can be a lot more critical after a loss. He becomes a lot more critical and maybe his points put across a lot better than after a win. Um, and that maybe explains why our form is quite patchy in the fact that we can go through a couple of wins, a couple of losses, because Ralph really steps up training. Um, and also, did you see they were in on Sunday as well because of the defeat? Mm-hmm. I, do, I do quite like that. It's a bit of the opposite of the Ranieri effect at Leicester, isn't it? Like if Leicester win, they get a pizza. If we lose, they get in on, and do training on a Sunday. So that's yeah. it. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. And no, that that was the full press conference. It was quite short press conference. Nothing, nothing much. And also, still no decision over the Arsenal date, which is really annoying because I'm trying to book time off work. So if it's yeah, not right. Wednesday, I need to get on that night. But yeah. Yeah. So what, I'm what, what, what? myself now. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep it on topic. This is what bit. happens when I keep rambling, right? Yeah, yeah. See the Arsenal game. Yeah, the Arsenal yeah. game got postponed because of them getting to the cup. So ah, you can have a midweek fixture against Arsenal at home, and yeah, Ooh. it's getting annoying now. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, takeaways from that, then, boys. I wasn't there for half of it, so you can. What was the most important bits from there that you? Uh, Oh, it seems like we're talking about how our team is quite good with it, um, how we've avoided injuries, but we just spoke about how many injuries we've got yeah. and players missing. So oh, We've got three players missing. One's down to a concussion from what Armstrong did, and there's nothing you can do about that. That is two weeks out with a concussion. Um, Will Smallbone's sick, so again, nothing you can oh, do about that. that. You can just send him home. Uh, Redmond's the only injury that we've got. So uh, there you go. Yeah, you can't really. There's two of those that are pretty much unavoidable. It's not like uh, intensity or training or anything, is it? So, I don't think it's too worrying. If anything, I think it's still quite good that we're keeping most of our players in good shape. Um, but yeah, anything else before we go into kind of overall thoughts going into the game, or should we just go for it now? I mean, are, are the Hoiberg contract shenanigans that have been happening on social. Ooh, oh, yeah. 
Well, uh, well Blackmore pretty much came out and said there's been no such contract negotiation so far. So I think his new agent is already going to work, to be honest, and trying to uh, stir up the pot a little bit. But um, how do you think that? How do you think that affects a player? <laughs> I'm trying to talk. You make well, it I'm trying to. He yeah. seems to be getting a lot, a lot of stick of um, yeah. fans. I mm. think it's very unjustified because he himself hasn't actually done any of it himself. It's, like, it's, no. it's all either con- speculation or it's his agent. Yeah. And players are being very harsh on him. Not players, sorry, fans are being harsh on him, but it's just unjustified. And the fact yes. it's not going to help, he will see that on his, he will see it online. That won't help him with morale and how he plays the team. Yeah, well, I was just going to ask, how does that affect a player when... Because it almost seems like as soon as they came out and said he's rejected it, it's almost like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm too good for this club. And the fans immediately, you know, rightfully uh, act negatively because they're not happy with a player basically turning down their team. So the fact that if that is his agent doing it and he hasn't actually turned it down, how do you reckon that's going to affect him? Or is he just... Is he just doing it to try and secure his contract and get what he needs, kind of thing? Well, you know? what, there, there's been a report out saying that he's waiting till the end of the season to see what's happening with the club and whether he's going to make positive strides with the club or not. Because he was he was a big part in bringing Matt Crocker in as the new head of the academy or whatever role Matt Crocker's in at the moment. He was in a big role in that. So he does have a big say in the club. And I think he just wants to see where his best option is in the summer. He's captain here. He's probably one of the most key players. He's one of the first names on the team sheet every single week. But it's whether he can get a better deal out at Tottenham, Everton or Arsenal, which are the three teams that are interested so far. So, yeah, I mean, uh, he's still getting in the Danish national team as well. He's capped at international level. I think he's making it to the Euros this summer as well. He's got... Pretty much, there's nothing else he can strive for apart from European football, and if we get that, there's no reason why he can't sign the contract. Yeah. Question: Do you blame him for wanting to leave if he's looking at a Europe, European, uh, sorry, Europa League or Champions League club, no. and we can't give him up? It's, it's just something that how play, play, it's gone from instead of players becoming club heroes and cult heroes, it's gone from that to how much can you get done in your career? Mm. You've mm-hmm. only got. 10, 15 years is your best years that you're going to play football and you don't know next injury that's going to come around or something's going to happen. Maybe a club goes bust, administration, something like that. You could turn out of form. Mm-hmm. So if he's got a chance to go and play European football, he's got a chance to go to Tottenham or to Arsenal and play Champions League football, I wouldn't hold anything against him. <laughs> or not Tottenham, that's just how football is now. Uh, that, yeah. that is just how football is. Yeah, yeah. Fair point. Fair point. Right, okay. Any other kind of thoughts on the Hoiberg contract situation? Well, well, that's it. Mikey's point is very valid. I wouldn't hate him for it, as it's just a natural thing to happen in football. Mm. Uh, but I feel our fan base is very negative after a few seasons of lots of players leaving us, and yeah. I just bit They're base. very cautious, aren't they? So yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. Just seen the uh, you know the white retro kit. It's now become available, which yeah. is you know, quite interesting. There you go. <laughs> I know you like a white kit. So think... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> To be fair, I think they've done amazing with the retro kits. I think they look so nice. If you haven't seen them, go and have a look. Cause, uh, I've got the blue Draper Tools one, and it looks really good. Um, I'm going yeah, to get the actual blue Draper Tools one eventually. For how much? Um, no comments. <laughs> so yeah, buy the replica one. It's a lot cheaper. <laughs> it's very nice. Well. 
Brian McChacko for now. He's saying, no, no, don't get it. No, wait, no, 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 don't do that. Advertising thing to us. Thankfully, you do Guys, if you do want a football rated t shirt, we do sell our own pod merch, guys. So feel free to sponsor. The plugs. Yeah, you can do. What has this podcast been? I know this I is know. incredibly. We are now. We are we've now. Only got, gonna... We've only got shirts. We need to. Buy, we need to get mugs because I'd buy a <laughs> mug. <laughs> yes, that'd be quality. You are, we already have beauties on. Why don't we need another one? Enough of that. Enough of that shenanigans. We're now going to go into match preview. So match preview. We're going to go over our thoughts. We now heard of the uh, press conference stuff. We know about that now and uh, we're going to go into the Newcastle game what do we think what are we how are we feeling are we confident or you know no brilliant that's the end of the podcast (laughs) (laughs) what do you reckon it is more than one word answer see if we can beat Mikey Uh, as long as we don't concede a ton of set pieces around our own box we should be fine because that's the only way they seem to be able to score a whole percentage of their goals you know Jeremy's only got one out of hands full, so I feel you know as long as we can score, we should be fine. Well, there we go. Set piece is a key for Tizard. Then Jamie, any other thoughts apart from? Uh... I'm just scared of Newcastle because for some reason they can turn up at any time against any team, and it's, I can just guarantee it'll be us. They haven't scored in like a few hours. One else. We six. seem to do that, don't we? Yeah, six hours. It seems to be charity for teams that aren't doing very well, and we just kind of go there, and they can suddenly have the game of their lives. Uh, any particular players that jump out at you? For me, Maxim could be, especially with his skill, I think he could be mm. a danger. Anyone else? He's finally adding end product to his yeah. game, which is mm. not fun to watch. Uh, Almiron as well, because he's suddenly turning it on to. I would also say Jolinton, because of course we do give away goals to strikers who haven't scored for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no doubt that Jolinton's going to score a hat-trick this weekend and we're going to make it fine for him. So that's really <laughs> um, Formation wise, do we know how they line up usually? Is five, it the two one. five four one? Wow, yeah. that's quite defensive, isn't it? Yeah. Are they? Would they be happy with a point, or do you reckon they? Yes. Newcastle, they take anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, how, how um, Steve Bruce lines them up is basically bank of five, bank of four, one up front, and they just hold, 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 and then try and break and use their creative players and now we're on a maximum to just try and create something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and they they will be happy with a point, more than happy with a point. Well, interesting. Looking here, Newcastle against Burnley play two up front. They had Almiron and Gale up there, and then had uh, Joel- what? Joe Linton at right? No, that can't be right. Sorry, I'm looking at that. I don't kind of think that could be right. Okay, I look at it. They got Joe Linton at left mid. I'm thinking that can't be right, can it? So maybe they're not. But um, how do you reckon then we would fare? Because that's gonna be a very congested. Bank, you know, we struggle against two banks of four, so a five and a four, that congestion there. Where can you see us trying to break that down? Is there any way? I know we've struggled with it, but how do we do it? It seems like against West Ham, we're trying a lot of cutbacks. Do you reckon that could be successful, or is there another way possibly? No, it wasn't against West Ham, so I don't actually know it was once in all fairness. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know um, what I mean? You could see that was clearly something they were trying, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, the, Newcastle, they, they scare me in a weird way. Because they've added quite a bit of quality to their squad in the January. They've they've got probably one of the league's best goalkeepers in Dubravka and all that stuff. So it will be tough to break down. Yeah. Um, you can't really go long balls because we don't have a target man. We don't really have a creative spark in the centre. Maybe uh, do what we did against Burnley for the first 20, 25 minutes when we looked bright and play Boo foul in a free roll. 
and just let him do whatever he wants, go between the lines mm. um, and just create stuff because that's what he did really well against Burnley. He didn't do it well against West Ham, but he did it well against Burnley. That's just at um, home as well, so he'd be, he likes the home games, doesn't he? With Armstrong not being there, I think Gineppo will start as well. So we're going to have two tricky wingers trying to create stuff out wide and I think that'll be good for us because we'll need a bit of flair we'll need a bit of creativity and we'll need something out of nothing basically because mm. I don't think we'll break this side we won't break Newcastle down it will be a something out of nothing goal or a really scrappy goal I think that's where you've got Ings as a poacher it'll work well and then you've got your two creative forces out wide yeah. so. last time it was a ball over the top do you not think it would work you know because Newcastle away from home so they might play a, a deeper line yeah they'll they'll sit back they'll sit back for 90 minutes mm-hmm. I think us scoring early if we can score early that'll open the game up a lot more yeah. I think the first 20 minutes it's really important for us to try and get a goal um, who's going to be our key player in the game do you reckon Danny Ings breaking down our defence playing pressure on them yeah but I think he's the finisher on the end of it I think there needs to be someone who's got that spark to break between the lines I think the attacking players will be really pivotal for me I think would be uh, really I, pivotal and yeah, I'd, I'd say Buffal would be um, our key player because in all fairness to him if he has a good game he can break any team down he can make yeah, yeah. it look stupid um, and I think if Buffal has a really good game we'll have a good game yeah. Go on Tiz <laughs> you were going to suggest your pick? Uh, for me it's probably going to be War Prowse he's the one that's going to be winning the ball back in the midfield because I'd say Ings and I'd say Long but their pressing style probably won't work because well, just the fact that Newcastle, as soon as they get it over the top, it goes. So it'll be it'll be Warprouse's job to not just win the ball back against the types of players like Shelby in the midfield, but also he'll be the one to try and win it off of Maxim if he's playing off that left left hand mm-hmm. side as well. So I'd probably say him. You know, he's the sort of player that's good at making those long passes down the channels through the middle. So for me, for me it'll probably be James Warprouse. Fair enough. Um, and uh, one thing as well with that, if they've got five in the midfield, is that do you see Hoiberg and Will Prowse having, you know, is that going to be a tough game for them trying to overrun if they've got three in the centre compared to their two? Does that mean we're going to have to see either defensive duties from Buffon Gineppo to try and help that midfield? or Because there's that big space we have with a four triple two. And if they've got three central midfielders, how do we make sure that they don't keep the control of the game by using that? You know, like how do we overcome that? I think if there are players... So if they're playing for Arsenal, I'd be like, do you know what? Fair enough. You might be, you might be right. But I think the quality is quite similar. If not, we've got you know slightly better players. You know, they got Shelby, they got Hazen. Who's the third central midfielder on in their team? Well, this formation's wrong, so I'm not too sure. But I'll have a look. I'll see if I can find it. But yeah, you're right with Hayden and um, Shelby. You know, Sh- Shelby's okay. He's just signed a new deal. Hayden's okay. They're not outstanding midfielders. But yeah, Ben Slab is where he's on loan from Schalke. They're not outstanding players. Only Shelby out of the three of them I can see, you know, being the playmaker in that midfield. And so I, I feel I feel like we'll be all right with that. And Mike was saying earlier in the podcast that we sh- we possibly should play three at the back. But for a team that won't attack us, I don't see the point. Against no. West Ham, they were always on us because they're the home team. They had a lot of attacking quality, two strikers, two wingers, and it was very dangerous for them. Whereas you know, I think a fullback would be completely fine because they yeah. won't put us under pressure. Fair point, fair point. And are we going to... So, is there any slight adjustments you can see us now playing? Because uh, if we are going to have two very creative midfielders, we're probably going to see Ings and Long return back. 
Mikey said that we're probably not going to see the long ball as much, but is there any other kind of uh, differences to the play that you can expect us to do? Jamie, we haven't gone to you in a while, Jamie. Mm. What do you reckon? I'd say it's probably, it's probably why Vestgaard came on this West Ham. Like you said, mentioned earlier on the podcast, who I can, I can see him playing in this game. Really? I, I, I honestly can. Just to, just to counteract, sorry, just to counteract them in their attacking ability with the likes of St. Maximum. What do you mean? I wouldn't say that's the reason. No, 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 no. Listen, they're very attacking. Like, I think we need more. Def- it's really stupid and basic, but we really need more defenders on to counter-attacking and against and battle against them and their counter-attacking abilities. So you're saying five at the back then against Newcastle? Yes, but only because I'm scared of Newcastle. I'm scared about this game. Yeah, but I think if you look at them on paper, they have been very poor scoring goals. I know we are prone to letting the other teams score. I literally guarantee I'll happily bet money on this that we will give away a stupid goal and they will score. Yeah, but I don't think that though. We let West Ham score three goals against us. Antonio had scored two this season, both of them against us. Haller hadn't scored in eight games and we let them run riot against us. It's mm. very, it's very easy to look on paper and see. Oh, they've only scored twenty goals like this season. They've got less than a goal a game that they score. But yeah. this Newcastle side is really, really good defensively. And if yeah. we let them have one mistake, one slip, one counter attack that they score from, we ain't scoring. We're yeah. not because they're just going to line the bank of five, bank of four. We're not going to break it down. Oh, I don't, I don't think. So, I think we have been solid playing at four at the back. And I just don't think we should take mm-hmm. that that extra man, another man out of either midfield or up front to just put a bank of five because I think yeah. if we're gonna if we're gonna go against them defence versus defence, they're gonna win every time. So I think we should try and use the home crowd and try and try and be attacking minded that Ralph likes to play, I think. I think well, I'm not saying play a bank of five. I just play a back three and play two wingers. Mm-hmm. Like 'cause it, it is just the way that they they will play. They'll get Jolinton up top and they'll have Almiron and Saint Maximum running off him. And then straight away there's a three on two. And if Hoyberg and Walprouse aren't disciplined then we've got a problem because then that's a three on two as well. And we showed last week against West Ham that when they had breakaways, we struggled really so much. We struggled so much to deal with them. And that's how they scored their goals were breakaway goals or goals that we were left with uh, them having a man advantage. And I'm not, I'm not saying we go, we play five, four, one, and we sit back and defend at home against no. our side. But, yeah. Like if we just play that three at the back, it means that there's an extra man. And against Wolves, uh, I think it was no against Spurs last season. What Vestergaard did was we played three at the back, but Vestergaard moved into the midfield, especially when we were dominating. He would go up, and that would leave Benderek and Yoshida. I think it was in that game sitting back. Yeah. I think we we can adapt. That we do have players that can adapt. So Vestergaard can step up into the midfield. We've got Jack Stevens who can step up into the midfield. So there are other options. It's not like we just play a flat three and that's how we're going to be. If we need to break someone down, Jack Stevens can go forward into a midfield role. And that's, I, I don't know who would take out. I've got, no, maybe we play a narrow system, try and utilise our fullback, play Buffal and behind the two or something like that. But, my only problem is, is with the counter-attacks, we were exposed so much against West Ham last week. Mm. The counter-attacks. Mm. And that's my only problem is the fact that if we have three there instead of two, that just means that we've got one extra man there to try and stop that counter-attack. I'm not saying it'll work, but it's just... So what would your your lineup be then if you're playing three slash five at the back? What would you? So what would your team sheet be? 
McCarthy in goal. Uh, mm-hmm. Stevens, Benderek, Vestergaard as a three. Mm-hmm. Bertrand on the left. Carl Walker-Peters on the right. Hoiberg and Walprouse in the midfield. Both far behind Long and Ings. Oh, solid lineup. Okay, interesting. Um, I think he will probably still stick with four, just because I think mm. I think he will be confident in. I think he because we did give them, and I know we were we were uh, punished on the character attack, but I think he will still be confident in his players to say, um, I think we'll stick with a four at home. Uh, so I think it'll be similar to what you said, but I think it will just be what we what we will uh, assume to be Gineppo. Uh, Buffal and attacking Ings and Long, they're both fit, aren't they? Fit and raring, yeah. I guess. Um, I think that will help as well. Ings coming back into the side, um, and yeah, I think we'll, we'll probably see Walker Peters in the right, and then a normal team sheet from there. That's my opinion. Tis, where where do you fall? Do you reckon it's going to be a five or a, or a four? I, I think, and I, I probably hope it's going to be a four against West Ham. You're saying, you know, Hanna hadn't scored in ages, Antonio hadn't scored in ages, but that's because we struggle against that two up front. And yeah, I know you said that. You know, Newcastle hit us on the counter, but there's a reason why they've only scored 20 this season. It's because they leave Sheldon isolated, even when they're on the counter. And I, I, I think we'll be fine if we play that fullback formation because we struggled against them last time, not in overall defensive solidity, but defending set pieces. And that may be where Vestergaard should come in because they're not going to press us like West Ham and ironically Burnley did as well they're not going to keep trying to press us from the front line so I don't think Vestergaard will be a weakness in that asset so if anything I, I wouldn't mind this game if Benrek comes out and Vestergaard comes in because he's you know he's that tall presence from from set pieces that will get the ball out that hopefully will clear his line although we haven't seen it that much this season so I do hope we'd stick with that 4-2-2-2 because I think that's the best chance of getting a positive result I, I just feel like sometimes I know Ralph calls and tens, but I just sometimes think we miss a man in the centre. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that I worry about, and I think also our fullbacks do become very exposed because they do go very high up the pitch. Mm-hmm. And if we if we are dominating the ball like we probably will against Newcastle, that will draw in Hoiberg, that will draw in Ward-Prowse. They won't be disciplined enough to stay back, and that's that's what I'm worried about. But no, I I think we'll probably start with a four. Um, but I, w- I would start with a five. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We can only wait, can't we? We'll wait till tomorrow. But um, do you want to give final predictions? Give a little score. Um, what do you reckon? We'll see mm. how close we are. I'm going to tight one nil to us. Mm. One nil. Okay. I go for an Oli both special and go for one all. Ooh. Okay. I can't do one all then. Uh, Tizar, what do you reckon? You can do it. I'm going to go, Marky. I think we're going to sneak a sneak a one or one nil. Okay. One nil. Sorry. <laughs> I'll try sneak and be. One. I think it will be classic Saints, and we will give them a goal. So I think they will get one. But I think we could probably get if we get an early one, and they, I reckon two one. I think we might see a little bit more of a showing because yeah, I reckon two one. So yeah, we'll see after the game. See. Um, how that is and yeah we'll kind of wrap that up there then but in terms of uh, the next podcast that will most likely be the reaction that will probably be either Sunday or Monday depending on how we record but yeah stay tuned for that we'll have our reactions to it after the game um, and you can get your reactions in that as well we did listen to them last week we didn't listen we just didn't see them basically but we will go and have a look at them and uh, Tiz you'll be in control of that right? I will yes yeah, oh, that's yeah okay awesome <laughs> And uh, yeah, so if you want to keep in contact with us as well, 
ask us anything or uh, keep in contact it's at saints pod on twitter just have a look on there we've got um what else we've got on there basically all southampton news all things that to do with southampton of course it links in with the podcast as well so you get links to whenever the podcast goes live and yeah keep up to date on what's going on yes mate i've actually got an account i'd recommend people should follow if you if you like up-to-date southampton news right what's um, that jamie underscore allen 665 on twitter <laughs> Ollie, little bet, you Ollie, little bet. Yeah, right. No, Ollie, you that's your fault. <laughs> that's, that's your, that's your <laughs> fault, Ollie. You yeah. walk straight into that. Whatever. Um, but yeah, thank you much for listening. Don't go in for Ollie, Jamie. He doesn't deserve it. Um, uh, thank you. It's been me, Ollie. I've also been joined by. Don't, don't forget the question. Oh, you always seem to forget the question. Oh, times. What's the question? I think I know the answer. Oh, is that that is a shock? That is who is his name? Carry me. In Graziano Pella scored two. Oh, Morgan Scheidlin scored another. Yeah. And uh, give me a second. Um. Ah, who's the other one? I can't. I can thinking of. I'm remembering. (laughs) He just searched very little. His little Jack Cork, fifty fourth minute. Mate, how how did you get that? That is just spot on. I don't know why you said 54th minute as well. <laughs> That's just known. I mean, it ruins all the spontaneity. Do you, but not, do you not remember the iconic goal that Jack scored? Jack scored I, this game? I, prefer, I, I prefer it so much that Jamie does it in the podcast because people take the question seriously. Yeah. <laughs> like, other, otherwise, we it's just made a thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit more interesting than Jamie just reading out the answer. I mean, with me and Mikey, don't oh, we have a guest? I work out, work it backwards. I think sort of just sums up the entire podcast. I really apologise for what's happened today and what you've been listening to, because in all fairness, it's it's not been great, has it? It's... <laughs> you had a you had a laughing fit halfway through, and Jamie's yeah. ruined the question. So you know that's fine. What? Well, it's no point of the guest. You got to say anything. We'll make because you were reading it off of Google. Thank you for listening. Keep the faith up, the Saints. See you later. Bye bye.